Ladies and gentlemen, it's killing the business worldwide. I am your host, the sickest one of them all, Sick Vic. To the ashes, now to triumphs. Even though there was a little couple bumps in the road from other promotions, now they come out as the brand new AWL Tag Team Champions. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the damn right. TJ Tucker, for. Did I mention they're your new tag team champions of ALW? No, Vic, I don't think you said that loud enough for them. Okay, I said that? they're the new champions of the AWL. And this, folks, this is why the JWL runs New England. Not only did they come in first into this, into this gauntlet, they survived every other team, destroyed New England legends, and walked away with the gold. One by fucking one. Yep. If, if already Rob is surrounded by queens. It's great. That's right, it, baby. It is That's great. Right. It is great. Oh, yeah. yeah, who Brian, is with you today, Rob? I'm having a time of my life right now. See? Who is with you today, Rob? I mean, it's, it's, my friend Nina. Hi. 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 How you doing? You doing because I have gone. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> you how we party, baby? <laughs> yes, indeed. Women, the wives like kings. That's what you That's guys right. do. Oh, Vic, Vic, before we got these titles, we were already living like kings. Absolutely. The fact that we got this gold around us right here, motherfucker, that's just more icing on this wonderful Fago ice cake. That's motherfucker. Right. <clears throat> so to, tell us about Love the me. night. You guys won the titles. TJ, you want to go for this? What did he ask? How we? Uh, what did we think about winning the titles, and how did we win it? Oh, how do we uh, think about winning the titles? Well, and I mean, we I can tell you, I can tell you how you won it because I was out there, you know, taking notes from most of it uh, as the keeper. You know, you had that first match against the two ninjas, that dude, Dojo Joe. And uh, some other dude, they came out really weak sauce, really, really weak sauce, right? Oh, um, yeah. The competition after that got, what, a little bit better? Who were those masked guys? I One have no clue. Very familiar. I had no idea. I mean, when they tossed these guys at us, I was like, all right, I guess they're official. I haven't really seen any of them, but go ahead. They're competition. They want to be in the gauntlet. Well, you've got a main team right now. So we had to show them who the fuck the main team was. And, but then, um, but the last the team, Dave, the last team was something notable, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was kind of in shock when I saw Wolverine himself coming through those curtains. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And fucking New England legends, uh, fucking um, Danger Boy and, um, and Wolverine. Wolverine. And they rather a long time ago, too. So that was a hell of a freaking time getting in the fucking ring, you know. And before me and Rob got at them, we we established to them that we knew who the fuck they were. We yep. were strangers to them. And what? And I literally stood up as being the rightful president that I am. I stood between Rob and everything behind the ropes. And I, and I looked at, at both of them 
And I said, whatever goes on here, what's about to happen here, right here, this isn't personal. This is just business. And needless to say, who's got the gold? Uh, yeah. Even Tabitha was at the event, was she not? Yes, she was. Yep, yep. <laughs> to be honest, Vic, at this show, I have to say the JWO came very deep. Not only did we have Tabitha, not only did we have that, I saw Pickles there. I saw our killers there. Yep. I saw... You know, fans there that I haven't seen in a while, they were all representing the hat. There were so many JWO members there. I think there was more JWO than regular roster. It was intense. Big yeah, time was- intense. It was one of the best. It was pronounced, too, as a matter of fact, one of the best shows on uh, that AWL had in quite a few years. Yep. And the fact that once we won these titles and shit, we had already had our JWO entourage. We were out there in full force. We were minus off two prospects, but that's okay, you know? That's cool. We got it. We got it in for the hierarchy that was there and main people. And we fucking walked out with that with, with the fucking gold and shit. We we made it and we made it good, you know? By the time that three was counted. That ring was flooded with nothing but JWO members right there. Yep, absolutely. Oh, I was just, I, I ran, I gunned towards that ring. I grabbed any members that were with me. I told everybody, boys in the back, come on, let's go. It's time to party. I mean, once I saw that three-count go, and, I, and, you know, it took me a second. It took you a second, TJ, to realize what had happened. Then it took me a second to realize what happened. But we yeah. both didn't do it. It, it, you, it was pretty amazing because then everything just was flooded. It was like time stopped, then everything just flooded, and then we all rushed, and, you know, the celebration began. But, you know, you, you were a little stunned when you won. Yeah. Honestly, I hooked the leg, and I counted with, along with the ref and everything. Did, I know, did my normal fuck you to AWL at the very end when I knew the three count was down, and I laughed my ass off like I normally did. You'll see me laugh my ass off, but then all of a sudden you'll see me stop. Because it was, it just hit me that, hey, wait a minute. And I looked at Rob and I said, wait a minute, what am I missing here? Uh, TJ totally spaced out that we were going for the titles. <laughs> he looked at me, he goes, yeah, motherfucker, it was. I'm like, hell yeah, we did that shit. Yep. He comes in the ring, he puts the freaking title right around my freaking uh, shoulder and shit, hands it off to me. I'm looking down at it first. I'm standing up and I'm looking down at this beautiful piece right here. And in my hands and I'm just staring down at it. And before I knew it, my fucking knees buckled. And I fell to my knees and I just I just stared at that fucking gold. The gold, the, the, the perfect picture of me to see is I'm on my knees and I'm holding the belt. And you can see there's a reflection off the side of my face. That's me staring at that fucking gold piece. And... The camera didn't get me on that particular spot, but I, I I literally put it down against my skull and I was crying on top of the plate right over here and shit. I was so fucking happy. That right there made the final nail in the coffin right there for us in uh, JWO. We told everybody that we were gunning for these fucking things in AWL. 
they all took a look at us and laughed their fucking ass off at the couple of freaks that said they were going to make it to the tippity top of the fucking mountain. And at the very, very end, who was the ones climbing out smelling like a wet wild mushroom? Right here, baby. Right here. Right here. Those are nice belts. Fucking They're beautiful. They're gorgeous belts. I love them. Oh, yeah, they're, they're nice. fucking beautiful. Those are nice. Yeah, might have to get a tetanus shot with all this fucking surrounding metal and gold. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Now we, now we can officially call you Tucky Two Belts. Yeah, Tucky Two Belts now, TJ. And two and one, 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 two. <laughs> So we're having a blast over here and shit. <laughs> so where does this event take place? Uh, AWL. I, uh, okay. Yeah, it was a it was a showcase. Uh, it was a showcase wrestling arena. Yep, showcase pro yeah. wrestling. Yeah, what town? Uh, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Yeah, Woonsocket. Jeez, that's a drive, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I live in Woonsocket, so it's not that far. Yeah. If you're in Massachusetts, it's literally like a hop, skip, and a jump away, you know? Yeah, but it depends on what part of Mass now, okay? Cause, yeah, I mean... yeah. It, it, I only say that because Rhode Island is like the, the our next-door neighbor, literally. The in ne- the river, yes. But when I had to have the rook come get me, it, it took us no, when you start trying <laughs> Shit gets a little complicated. <laughs> yeah, it was like for us, it was like about an hour to you and then another 45 to Woonsocket. Yeah. yeah. That's not too bad. No, it's not the worst. I mean, yeah, um, exactly our killer had to drive all the way up from like what, Maine, New Hampshire? Yeah, all the way from Maine. Yeah. Jeez, Fucking trudge that shit. Yep. No, but he came just to come out with and show support. He wasn't even on card. You know, that just shows the loyalty and dedication that is. Yeah, it shows right there that he earned that fucking killer patch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every one of my boys that has a more than just a member patch and a a, uh, rocker in the back of their fucking shit, that's, that's hierarchy right there, you know? And even if you do got a patch, there's certain patches that mark off even higher hierarchy. Where where Kevin where Kevin Chase is right now, he's at the top of his line of food chain because I gave him the top uh, patch on top of being a killer. You can just be a killer because you have that you know rapport inside the group. It's basically taking um, our own Men of Mayhem patch. Anybody can get that patch as long as you qualify for it. But there's Put one it. thing that's a little bit unique. He, above his killer patch, has the as the uh, patch of that says original, which means if I look at him and say, yo, killer, go and do this shit for me, he can look at the killer right next to him and say, yo, you heard the press. I don't feel like doing that shit. Go do it for me. That killer that he just ordered has no choice but to do his okay original killer just told him to do it is uh man that's the thing you know he you know kevin chase is you know the jw number one hammer and he will go out and strike when told and like i said he does run his own crew too so like you said you know if he don't feel like doing it those people that are under him well they only have one choice yeah 
They yep. wanted that rocker. They wanted that hatchet. They wanted the patch that they got. Well, you got it, motherfucker. But you also got to realize there's elderages on there. There's seniority when it comes to the patches and shit. There's ranks, you know? Some people don't. Right, guys. Well, I'm well, out. What... Well, See you guys later. Go party it up, Rob. Where are you going? Hey, man, man. Rob. Later, brothers. Later, man. Um, what I was going to say, TJ, is, you know, it's not just about getting the patch. Getting the patch is great. You know, the people that have earned them, wonderful. I love all the people with the patches. But, you know, there's also about keeping the patch. Um, you know, we're a very active group. If you're not going to stay active, there's chances of losing that patch. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You got to... um. You got to have some commitment to it and shit. You know, you just, if anybody thinks that they can just hop in to our bandwagon all willy nilly and shit, no. It may seem like to a lot, I've gotten this complaint from a few juggalos and shit. Oh, you're like the original NWO. You'll let people that aren't even deserving of the hatchet or aren't even juggalos into the JWO. It's starting to look a little pathetic. And I look at him and I go, you just don't understand. I have a degree inside of this fucking thing and shit. It's many levels. It's not just juggalos and juggalettes that come in here. I believe in um, the my own terminology of the juggalo juggalette ranking and shit. You got you got homies. You got, first of all, you got acquaintances, which are basically taking the friend position. That's why I say we don't, we as juggalos, we don't have friends. You know, we have acquaintances. Other than that, we got homies, JITS, J I T, which is juggalo, juggalette in training. And then we have a juggalo or a juggalette. Now, the homies, homies aren't exactly the full board juggalos, but they listen to the music. They understand where we're coming from. They, they may not wear the hatchet. Or go along with every single thing of our orders and everything and shit. But, but they still have the same respect. We're, we're talking about the motherfuckers that don't have a stitch of merchandise on them. Not a hatchet man hanging off of them. Not a fucking, not a t-shirt, not even a tattoo. But they got the biggest motherfucking love in the world for our type and shit. That's the type that are homies. You're allowed outside the carnival gates or inside the carnival gates come on through if you decide to one day you know become a full board one of us and everything we're not gonna fucking stop you we're not about that shit it's all about that fucking like i, I have to take it back to the hippie uh times of uh of, of the 60s and shit it's all about free love and fucking music and everything sending out your positive vibes we know as juggalos how corrupt the fucking world is how corrupt this system is how corrupt the human brain is on judgmental shit and just thinking and we're a little judgmental ourselves but motherfucker we will give you a chance where other motherfuckers will tell you get the fuck out of my face so that when it comes to the jwo yeah i will admit you can't exactly jump in all willy-nilly you gotta prove yourself and when it comes to when it comes to getting the it you want um you want a rocker one day in the back of your fucking cut and shit then all right well you need to step up a little bit more and prove yourself show us that you can take um a fucking ass whooping 
show us you can give a fucking ass whooping just as much as you can get it. And then if you can do anything else on top of just protecting what is your family, your fucking fam, then we can talk about other patches that'll go in. This is where Versace came in, and he is what I would call a homie to the hatchet. May not be a full bore juggalo, but he knows his shit. Anybody who questions it, you just don't know the man as much as you think you do. But there's a reason why I put him in the JWO. There is a reason why I gave him a hierarchy position. There is a reason why I patched him in as not our secretary. We call our secretaries keepers. He's our keeper, our one and only. There is only one secretary in a biker gang. There's only one keeper in a JWO crew. And that's Versace, the man you're looking at right there. He keeps the books. Everything that we can't remember, this man writes down. He is there for us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I can call him at 2.30 in the morning with an idea, tell him to jot it down. He will say, no problem, Prez, just got it down. Can I go back to sleep? Yes, sir, go back to sleep. Boom, we hang up, that's the end of conversation. Same thing goes with the VP and everybody else. That's just the way that we like our shit fucking run. Like a well-oiled machine. I can't stand to hear too many creaks. How has your no, life changed? How has your life changed ever since winning the championships? What's changed since winning the championships? Yeah. Well, instead of making off and feeling like we are kings, motherfucker, we got the proof that we're fucking kings now. Ain't no stopping us now. We like the Shelton Benjamin song. <laughs> <laughs> throw me anything we'll pass that fucking test you can't stop me did you get the new mask before or after you won the titles oh these things I I keep these things they, they, they're brought out on special occasions depending on what it is and shit different seasons or feelings and Sach has only seen this one once and uh, let me see, uh, you saw the fate one, which I haven't done an interview with the fate one yet with you. Uh, the original one that I started off one uh, with was the um, the one that says purge across the, the forehead. Um, second one after that was the fate one. And I thought I was going to get into it with Ray Ranson. And that's when I made the, the normal one that I normally you guys see me wear with the uh, the killer spread across the top of it um this one i believe i got this one right after i made the killer one and uh geez, there's, a, there's quite a few more i'm i'm, I'm not a liar when uh, i put on my uh my facebook profile the man of many masks because i am i got plenty of them it's a nice mask um, thank you very much, brother. It, it, I'm a I'm a stickler for certain fucking things. Everybody in the JWO knows and shit how much of a stickler I am with certain things. And you you got to make the cut. If the mask don't make the cut, I'll take the company and say, yo, man, you suck. Get the fuck away from me. Morbid Industries, they did an awesome job for this one right here for me. Awesome job. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And Morbid Industries is the company that does make the Slipknot masks. 
particularly, I asked for an old school Corey Taylor. They're like, okay, right away. Boom, 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 boom. They set it up, said, what else you want me to do with it? I said, you send it right the way it is. I'll take care of the rest. Everything else that you see right here, that's all me. I got Fasachi doesn't wear a mask. Well, that's another thing on the JWO. Um, a lot of people say, oh, so it's just a strict, like, almost biker gang type of thing. In, in a way, yeah. But I also run it to also kind of look like an, a, um, an anti-purge type of gang. <clears throat> the way that it my is, position, is, to be honest, with my position is deeper. Like, I'm always the one that has to be, like, the face, the friendly face. I'm talking to opposition. I'm talking to promoters. I'm talking to all the people that want to see the JWO. I have to actually, like, come in looking kind of like, oh, this is a business. Here, let me shake your hand. Let me look all professional. I, I can't go in, you know, all masked up. There is going to be some shows where I will if I have to. I mean, I do have gear. But, and you saw it when we party, you know, in the carnival. But for the most part, I'm doing business stuff all day. So I just prefer to just show my face. Yeah, so you're going to get the manager. Yeah, kind yeah. of keeper, but um, but yeah, you know, like I like like not only just taking those, I'll be like the one, like I said, to talk to you know even like the enemy. Sometimes I have to like pass messages back and forth. There you go. Absolutely. But um, you know, <laughs> it, there is this hierarchy in the JW. I guess that a lot of people don't understand. You know, there is these specific roles, and you know, you are supposed to do you know kind of what's in that role. And, you know, we've been all handpicked, though, by TJ for these roles based upon our, um, you know, AI skills and, you know, what what we're good at. Um, and he's kind of brought out the best in all of us and putting us to work for the JWO. Um, like I said, you know, I'm really good at keeping things down pat and kind of bringing out new ideas and doing all that. So he's got me as keeper. You know, Kevin Chase, big guy, very strong. He's the killer. Um, and there's, you know, other people down the line and he's starting to make even more as he's, you know, kind of, it, and people wonder why, why aren't you guys growing? Yes, you're taking a lot of members, but why aren't you growing, you know, why isn't everybody joining? Well, because, you know, President Tucker takes everybody and handpicks them and then they kind of go through trials and tribulations. You know, at this AWL show, they were prospecting, you know, the Sheik. They came out during his match, they sat down and they watched it like critics at a movie theater. And they'll probably do it for months. And then they'll make a decision. Do we want him in or do we want him out? That's when we call a chapel in Club Hatchet. And I ask every single member, yay or nay, who do we, who thinks that so-and-so deserves a better look at and a prospect hood in the JWO? And I mention a name. Goes around the table. Anybody who's seen a uh, Sons of Anarchy show, you see those guys that pack around the table. I'm the one with the motherfucking gavel and shit. Comes around a vote. Everybody has their own vote. If the majority rules out yes, then guaranteed the whole family pretty much wants them in. So swing the gavel down. Okay, he will get his prospect hood. Right now we got... Uh, we got Victoria Fox going through prospect hood, and we got the convicted felon, Paul Michael. He's going through prospect hood. And both of them are doing a very good fucking job. I will admit that. Fox, so far, she's looking good for a certain good patch. 
I'm not going to be specific because if she's listening, I'm not, uh, that's a surprise right there for you, sweetie. And um, as far as Paul Michael goes, I think if uh, shit matches up, I got an awesome patch for him too. But now speaking of members, there was another killer there that night that actually brought home gold as well for the JWL. Yes, he was. And not just a killer by any means. I almost started him off as a killer part. But then I realized that's my that's my little girl's main man right there. So I needed my little girl's main man to have something that he could be proud of, that we could be even proud of. So I gave him my third rankmanship right next to me and Rob. He's my lieutenant right there. I know, I know. Before I forget, I know someone else who is very proud of you guys. Unfortunately, he was unable to make it. He's doing a show in Florida. Uh, Rika, very, oh. proud, very excited. Oh, awesome. Right, he nice, said he was nice. going to try and make it tonight. Then he was like, he's traveling. I said, like, just if you can't just pop up, you don't have to have your camera on. So you have the whole light show or anything. Don't worry about that. But yeah, he, yeah, right. At the end, he was unable to, to show up, but he was extremely excited for you guys. That's wonderful. That, See, that's, that's the problem you know, that everybody loves the JWO. We don't get a lot of hate. You know, you might see local hate, but outside of that, everybody loves it. You know, they probably got the loudest pop at AWL that day coming out, and every time they came out, you know, they made noise, and, and it wasn't just them making the noise. It was the fans making the noise, too. And that goes yeah, to show so you know, how strong the JWO has become in the last maybe six months, you know, went down from a two man party now to almost what, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 members so all far. dedicated. And we still got more members just not on, um, just not on TV. So, so far, like not on camera. There's, there's, um, we got another patch that every other place has. It's called a member patch. You just, Put that right on there. You don't exactly have a, a hierarchy position. We're not expecting too much from you, but you want to be part of the main fam of the JWO. Then there you go with a member patch. You got a rocker on and everything. You're rocking the patch and, and shit. So you're good to go. As far as real, you know, up close and personal patches go, our keeper has one. I'm the president. I got one. VP's got one. Killer's got one. You know, they're all going to be patched up and shit. Things are still going to be, you know, uh, how do I say, through ist, you know? Shit's got to be bought. Things got to be done and everything. We're still, as much as we are off the tarmac, we're still ascending. We got the titles and we're just about to hit the cruise button. But we got a few more ta uh, shit to tackle up. And then we will be able to put this shit on autopilot, go in the bar car and have a fucking blast. Hell yeah. <clears throat> that is for sure. I don't want to give out details about who and where and where they came from, but how sweet is this for the people who didn't believe in the JWO before, who always yeah. talked down on them? Now you're tag team champions. I'll I'll give a um I'll give a JWO NWO answer to that right there. How sweet is it? Who sweet. <laughs> yeah, see, Vic, you done walked into that one, boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not the first time I walked into that. I saw that red carpet come out to me right there, and I was like, "Should I take this?" 
Yes, as a matter of fact, I fucking will. Uh, for Saucy, how's the podcast doing these days? Doing good. I'm starting to get back on my feet a little bit, getting um some more interviews. Been working with um Luke running um Kill City um up. It's a um it was a small um movie based and um took place down in Florida. Got some notable names, um Brian Cage on it. Been kind of working with that, kind of seeing where that show's going if they're going to be doing more. But I'm um, kind of getting you know back back into the swing of things. And, you know, seeing good positive energy like, you know, the JWO, you know, winning titles and, you know, people being treated fairly and right now, um, you know, it makes me more motivated to kind of want to, you know, hang around this industry, I have to say. Um, things are kind of settled and cooled down, which is always a positive thing. TJ, your new look is badass. I'm sorry. It really is badass. <laughs> looking at it going, that is so cool. Thank you very much, Vic. <laughs> I know I do love that. I do love. I like. I know I saw the mask, but like, seeing it for like a long period of time, it's like next show, next show, maybe bring that one. I don't oh, know. you know, you know, right here. You see, one thing that Corey Taylor did when he when he kind of designed this mask is he he told Morbid Industries, "I want sort of a a death shroud boogeyman type of effect, if you can do that." And out came this, and he approved it. So when I saw it up for sale, I'm like, yeah, that bitch is mine right there. And the more and more I'm thinking about it, this is definitely a Death Day 2 type of thing right here. Oh, yeah. Because what the fuck is going to happen at Death Day? A lot of motherfuckers, just like the name says, it's going to be death on a day. There's going to be plenty, plenty of motherfuckers that are not JWO related but have a major problem with us wearing fucking death masks and death shrouds by the end of that fucking event. Oh, I know. And I mean, you're already about to issue two fucking challenges. One to fucking Dojo Joe, one to the other fucking clown, um, Twinkle Toes. You got fucking other people gunning for your title. We don't know what we're walking into. We're waiting for answers left and right. It's been fucking chaos. I mean, after how many years? Three years fucking dude shows up at that last AWL show. And then... You beat his ass pretty severely, right? And then he has all the gall in the world to talk all this shit and challenge you for that belt. I love your answers. I know they're not politically correct, but I find them fucking funny. What is politically correct these days? But and let shit, it be known too, I don't have a racist bone in my body. World no. War II and all that and all that Vietnam bullshit is over. I got no problem with any culture whatsoever. I couldn't call myself a juggalo, a true juggalo, if I was racist. Oh, it's strictly business. Strictly, strictly business. Hell yeah. I mean, look, the, the, the motherfucker wants to come out in, in the first KPW round and shit and make his claim like he wants a spot on the next card, blah, blah, blah. And... We don't see or hear from him for fucking years. He shows up at an AWL show because he's out of nowhere, just booked. And he tries to get in with the tag team gauntlet with this other mystery fucking ninja. And the minute that he set foot in that freaking thing and I found out who he was, I'm like, oh, I know what your problem is and I know why you got in this match. It's because of us. It's because of us. You didn't just want a shot in KPW. You wanted a shot at the JWO, motherfucker. There's one thing another rat can do is smell another rat out. You know, I will admit, though, KPW, it's like, 
actually showcasing the JWO. The other promotion before, yeah, you saw a picture here and there, but KPW looks like they're actually taking money to showcase you, which is really cool. Well, you know, you know what it is, is, and you know, and I tried, like, TJ was talking to me about this the other day. He was like, you know, what's with this KPW's fascination with us? And I'm like, well, to be honest, I think it's you, TJ. Like, your look, you, the grunge, the, the, the dirt, the, the rat, the river, the fucking, the whole shebang. You fit their image of what they believe is a fighter. Like, you're their fucking dude. They wanted to, you're the Truman in the Truman show here. Like, I swear, I mean, you know, other places might not see it, but fucking KPW sees this potential in TJ like no fucking other, and they love the dude. They can't get enough of him. Yeah, I, I take one look at Keeper afterwards. I looked at him, I'm like, oh, gee, shucks, you know, I didn't know you cared. <laughs> <laughs> with, the rumors, with the rumors going on about the insane clown posse wanting to be on an AWO show, and Tony Khan declined their request. What are your thoughts about um, Yes, me, if that truly did happen, I'm not, I don't know if it really did. For all I know, it's fake news, and they're just trying to get publicity somehow. Not ICP. ICP's got enough fucking publicity, so it no. wouldn't be their strike on that shit. But it would also... probably have been a fan to do that shit, but if it is true, and Tony Khan doesn't want him in, then Hell, well, it's all right. I mean, I don't think my boys are trying to be all elite. They can I mean, I don't really place. see them. I don't see. I mean, I could see them trying to get in on a show or on something. I mean, they're, you got to remember. Yeah, cross you got to remember, ICP is not just a music group. They're actually right now considered wrestling vets. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they're going to okay. be on the next uh, big NWA show at the end of the month. Yeah, I mean, they've been wrestling a very long time. So, I mean, they have a lot of history in this industry. You know, I remember when first watching this stuff and, like, and watching when they came out with Straggle Mania and just being like, you know, oh, my God. But, like, seeing, you know, all their stuff that they did prior and just all even, you know, whatever they did, they've been now wrestling and they've been wrestling at the um, Gathering. They've been doing other shows, you know. They've been wrestling for a long, long time. So, it's not an unusual request for them to be like, hey, can we get into a major company? They've been in WWE there with the Oddities for, you know, a couple, what, like a year or so? When they were oh, running that gimmick. That, a little bit more, maybe. Right? Um, and they even were able to do their own music and stuff with that. Granted, it was a different time period. So, I mean, like I said, it wouldn't be an unusual request. I just could see Tony Khan being like, and we don't want to, we don't see where you would, you probably scared they're going to steal the show. They don't, they, Tony Khan's probably scared of Juggalos, honestly. You know how many <laughs> Juggalos will crowd the stadium and buy tickets just to see ITP? There won't be any wrestling fans. They'll just be Juggalos. Well, I, I mean, honestly, have you seen the mo one of the most recent times that Tony Khan came out and addressed the people? When he came out and addressed, I'm like, you know, I love your company, bro, but. You seem like you're nervous in front of all these people, bro. That's, that's not nervous. Take that's, the million that's... dollars that you got, grow a ball sack, grab the mic, and go speak your mind to the people. The cocaine <laughs> makes you paranoid, TJ. It makes you a little paranoid. <laughs> he said cocaine. <laughs> yes, he's, he's like fucking, 
It's going to turn into another whatever that dude was with the Vaseline situation. In a oh, no, no, you're not going to. You know, my boy just cursed him with the Herb Abrams. Oh, no, Sachi. He's going to be, be another Herb. Road. Let it be known. Versace Stone has set him on the road. <laughs> He's going to be another Herb within a year. You'll see. Oh, man. If that shit happens again, man, it. I'm really going to stop believing that history really, truly, truly does repeat itself. <laughs> it and does then if that's sometimes. the case, I know what I've done in my past. Shit, I'm a dead man. Oh, <laughs> but I'm then a you dead also must have right been now. a champion at some point, too. <laughs> yeah, but you know, people bust, you know, make jokes about Tony Khan snoring blow or whatever. It's been documented on Dark Side of the Ring that Vince McMahon did blow. Oh, it's in the wrestling business. How do you think you can run the show? I mean, drugs and wrestling, I'm sorry to say, go hand in hand. I hate to be like that. I mean, especially anything that's going to stimulate you or, you know, numb you. Alcohol, cocaine, cannabis. These things are kind of common, especially in the 80s, were very common in locker rooms. Now, I mean, okay, the coast a little bit kind of taboo now. But, I mean, you still find pot. You still find people drinking. These yeah, things aren't going away. No, these are human shit. vices. These are human vices. And wherever there's humans, is going to be vices. And people use these as tools. Um, so some, it makes them better, I hate to say it. Um, some of the best 80s promos the wrestlers did, they were high on coke. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, hell yeah. You know, I hate to be like that. I know it sounds insensitive, but like some of their best work was done on drugs. Um, I, it, it is true and shit. I mean, when you take a look at a one drug, a, one a, a whatever Jake it is, Snake Roberts promo. You take yeah, a look he, at a Jake the Snake Roberts promo. You know he did some shit before he did that little. Um, you're crumbling to the mountains of Everest. You know that shit. Yeah, and I mean, and granted, he you know he suffered at the end, and his ending of that you know his his alcohol use was terrible, but. You know, luckily for him, he came around and came clean. But, like, for a lot of people, just to use drugs regularly or, you know, even recreationally, it was very common um, to get rid of those social jitters, to get rid of those anxieties, to be able to cut promos, to be able to go out there and stay up all night and, you know, work a show. I mean, I hate to say it, it's just what it was. <laughs> Especially when there's millions of dollars on the line. Right. Yeah, and I mean, not for nothing, they just found cocaine in the White House. I mean, it's all the way at the top. Yeah. <laughs> it depends yeah. who you ask about that. It depends who you ask, but if you add Ward Sith, who runs the country right now, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like, that's what he reminds me of. Just, you know, hood over his side. Welcome to the dark side. With the snorter. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he's another one i mean it probably is his he had to stay up a few nights late to you know address the nation um you know wherever there's like i said this humans is going to be vices wherever things need to be accomplished and they can't be done there's going to be drugs because people use it as a tool not everybody is a drug addict people use drugs as a tool to get things done Almost fucking deaf. Uh, yeah. Once again, Jake the Snake even said that too, and, and shit. I think uh, the first time he really admitted shit was um, on the Beyond the Mat videotape and shit. And he was uh, saying, "Yeah, you, 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 
you smoke and you take pills to calm yourself down and then to get yourself back up you gotta smoke some coke or you gotta snort a line and he looks at the camera and goes it's a trap man it's a fucking trap oh it is and i'm not trying to glorify you know drug life or any of that you know it's a terrible thing and you know to see addicts i've lost so many friends you know different drugs and just you know that lifestyle just sucks unfortunately Unfortunately, in this business, and especially even more in the independent scene where it's not regulated, there is no board of directors. There's, there's no health, you know, agency drug testing everybody. So, it, it, you know, anything can happen. I've been on shows where I've seen crazy shit go down. I've been on, you know, shows that have been clean as a whistle. It all just depends on the talent, the roster, who's there, who's on it. Um, you know, it, it, but it is it can be a sad situation seeing some of these guys, you know, suffer day in and day out because now... You know, they were doing it, you know, to get over, to get up. And now they're no longer wrestling, but they're still addicted to that substance. That substance got yeah. the hold on them. Um, you know, some wrestlers were able to get in and out. Some, you know, and that's for anybody, in, you know, that, that, that mess around with, you know, any addictive substance. I mean, it could be even cigarettes. Some people can get in and smoke a couple of years and quit. Others just smoking the rest of their life. Um you know, but like I said, you know, they do, do use it as performance. Why do you think like the number one, you know, like college drug is like still Adderall? Because it's a performance drug. It makes kids be able to sit and study and do their work better and be more attentive and get better grades and stay up all night. Um, yeah. You know, but a lot of these things, you know, you know, I said, though, but yeah, at the JWO, we're pretty clean. All we do is what? Smoke some weed and drink a few beers? Hell Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know about the Rook. The Rook sometimes, look, he looks like he's, you know, I don't know. I look at his eyes, I feel like he's on Mushroom Mountain, but that just <laughs> might be him. That might just be him. Yeah, we have to take him off his mountaintop every now and then and shit. Right? Sometimes he just comes up with this shit, and I'm just like, what the fuck have you been taking, sir? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, then why did you just say that? Because I'm going to... Uh, and you know exactly how I feel, TJ, about all that. You know, sometimes he'll come in last minute, too. Oh, I can't stand that last minute bullshit. And then to, to think that you're being funny, to laugh at the people who's complaining at you right now, saying, you know, what the fuck, don't be teasing the situation like that shit. And then you go and smile it off. I hate that yeah, and shit. Yeah, that makes you even more of it. It's like, dude, okay. VP's already had a tune you once. We've had several talks with you. Like, just please, just, just for the sanity of everybody, just behave. Yeah, I, I've told them too. I'm like, yo, man, VP took good care of your ass too. There's a reason why I haven't stepped up off my fucking podium to give you a slap upside your head. Because I know if I slap you, your jaw's gonna break. But the the, the funny part is on show days. He's fine. He's great. He's there. He doesn't say nothing. Yep, you can't ask for a better person right there and shit. But, oh, but no man. days leading I, up I to it. Him, I told him straight up, I'm like, Rook, man, you're great today. You're fucking great. But why do you do that fucking shit before this shit happens? It's just yeah, not like fucking healthy. I mean, I don't know if they're trying to work you up into a madness that you would go on like some Joker murder spree or what, but oh, like, it's, right? it's, I think he, in a way, now that you mention, I think he does. I like, think he does fire my ass up just so I can go out there and murder whoever the fuck KPW <laughs> sends my way. 
And it starts days before, which is crazy. He'll start, like, if the show's Saturday, he'll start Wednesday. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh, it's going to be a long week. Oh, I don't have no gas. Oh, the money's no good. Oh, we're not getting paid. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. It's the same show every fucking time. Fucking shit, right? Just get up. Get off your fucking high horse. Drive the fucking car. Get what you need to go. I mean, shit. Then, then it's another whole day of should I, I come at nine? Should I come at ten? Should I come I, I at 11? KPW on his ass and get them to send the meat wagon out his way, but goddamn, man. I think the meat wagon's afraid of him. I think he chewed the meat wagon's driver's ear off and fucking annoyed him. I don't think they, they go near him. <laughs> if there's anybody that could creep the old man out, it would be fucking, fucking the rook. <laughs> Serious. He probably annoyed the shit out of him. He's like, so what time is this show? I don't know if I want to go. I don't think it's a good idea we go. You really want to go do this? You really want to do KPW today? You really want to run a show? Are we really going to pick up TJ with the meat wagon? Are we really doing this? Fucking 10 minutes later, he's on the sidewalk, dude. Who's the kid? Who's the kid in The Simpsons who always gets tossed through the window because his captors don't want to keep him anymore? I know who you're talking about. I've seen yeah, the meme. Yeah, that motherfucker right there. da 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 that's the rook. That's Mikey the rook right there. What the hell happened to you? Oh, my captors told me I was annoying. Can I can I sleep over your house tonight? Oh man. The cops will see him on the side. The cops will see him on the side of the road and just keep driving by. Like not him again. Oh, man, he's lucky that I wasn't behind him while he, well, if he was hitchhiking, because I'd be looking at each car, slicing my throat with my hand going, don't pick him up, don't pick him up, you're a dead man, don't pick him up. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that, like, the Jeepers Creepers Creeper, like, went by him, and he didn't even want anything from him, he just kept driving <laughs> past him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Mikey'd be the only fucking one to hear the Jeepers Creepers song playing in his car, and then purposely you'd hear a record screech. Keep put it up and start singing along. <laughs> you got nothing I want, Rook. <laughs> not your Moving tongue, along not your now. Heart, not your eyes. I ain't eating anything off of you. <laughs> All set. But like I said, come show day, the kid's perfect, you know, and he, he shows up, he does his job, no complaints, and he's always hungry. That's the only downside to him. That's his negative, always hungry. <laughs> but but besides that, I mean, he's great. He, he's there on time, he's disciplined, he'll film, he'll ref, he'll do whatever you want to do. Hell yeah. But I it's can't, just those, I can't complain as far as that goes, but he no, knows just, the obvious complaints that I'm going to give to him, you know? Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, he's another one that was there to witness the beauty of, you know, the JWO taking home those AWL titles. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And he cheered for us, too, as a matter of fact. He doesn't really notice. And I don't know if he watches any of the shows personally, such, but he doesn't notice and shit. But I'm working my way up on him, too. One day, one day. He proves himself worthy. He just might get himself a member patch. Maybe. He might. Maybe. He might get it. He might make it. You know. Um, but all like I said, that annoying um, agitation bullshit kind of stuff. He won't live there long enough to see the patch. Oh, no. I don't know how no. much between, between you getting agitated and then Pickle's time to throw a fit last time. 
I don't know who's gonna strangle him first. <laughs> it's true. It's true. If Picks gets a hold of him, we'll never see him again. Nope. No way. He'll drag him down to that basement he lives in in, in fucking Hall 6, and that'll be it. It'll be nothing but hearing the Jeepers Creepers ending song playing. And it won't be the it won't be the Jeepers Creepers song. It'll just be those that screaming in the dark. <laughs> so what's next for the JWO? Personally, we're we're in Mother Nature's crosshairs right now. Whatever she fires at us, we've just learned to take whatever it is with a grain of salt and beat the fucking shit out of whatever it is. Walk over it, stomp a mud hole in its ass, walk it fucking dry, cleanse it with some fago, spit once at it, peg it off, and walk the fuck away for the next one. So where can people find you guys on social media? Uh, we're all over Facebook and YouTube. Uh, I got my own channel, and so, so does uh, Keep a Versace up there. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I got uh, some stuff. I got some stuff on the VSW podcast. There is some stuff on AWL site, but I mean, to be honest, if you want the whole story, the whole JW story, there's only one thing you can do, and that is to follow, subscribe to TJ Tucker. He has it all in chronological order, and he still updates it as we get missing footage. It's fucking beautiful. It's fucking perfect. He has the whole collection of it to JWL. It's a painstaking bitch to make this list possible, but I love my fucking fans. Tabitha, my little baby girl, she loves all of hers. If I don't get something right, she's the one correcting me, saying, no, daddy, he needs to go up there. Right, right up there is where you need to put that video. And he's it's too, true. I mean, honestly, he's too anal to even let the own keeper fucking keep the playlist. Like, he <laughs> has to do this one personally. He does this one personally, folks. <laughs> yeah. On, on my personal on my personal channel on YouTube, I got everything on there and shit. My mama didn't raise no fool and shit. She told me if you're gonna do something, do it fucking right. So yeah. there's where the KPW playlists come in. There's but where you will my find... fans only playlist comes in. The KPW you... playlist comes in. Hell, yeah. there's even lists that if you don't want to go through the entire KPW playlist to see the events, I've even got separate playlists. That are for the uh, the death day one. I got one for Rage in the Cage, um, and a couple that have been off spotters. And um, pretty I soon, Fight Club. Fight Club one. will be there soon. Fight I Club. Most recently, fight I think made the Fight Club one and uh, the Death Day two one yet. I gotta also make the Hellhole one as well. But before those continue on, they need to happen first. The matches need to be on there, and everything needs to coach through. But other than that. My channel's River Rap, all one word, capital R-A-T-T, capital R, no, wait a minute, okay, capital R-A-T-T, it backwards, capital R-A-T-T, that's River Rap. You look under that thing right there, there's my fucking, um, there's my channel, you'll find all the playlists that I have on there as well. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you very much for showing off those titles on Killing the Business Worldwide. You know it's our pleasure. Fucking beautiful. Thank you, Vic, oh, as oh, always. Oh, love oh. coming on. Love sharing our triumphs and sometimes our tribulations as well. <clears throat> always welcome on. You know that. Hell yeah, Vic. Hell yeah. Well, thank you very much, guys, and thank you for everyone who listened and watched. This is Kevin the Business Worldwide.
and we are out.